Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to part two of our World Vegan Month special series. Last month, we spoke to Joey Carbstrong. We focused on going vegan for the animals and the amazing impact um, going vegan can have on animal welfare and things like that. And today we're focusing on reason number two, um, the environment, which is obviously a massive, massive thing right now. We've got COP27 going on in Egypt. Yeah, We've got, you know... Don't want to be all doom and gloom, but we've got floods all around the world, people dying, all sorts of <laughs> awful things happening. The hottest summer on record. I don't know about you, but did you just when like during the summer when it was like that extreme heat of like close to 40, were you just anxious the whole time? I feel like I cried. Like I was my anxiety took a battering, and I was just like, this isn't normal yeah like I couldn't leave the house because it was too hot yeah we went camping in the heat wave oh yeah of course you did and of course usually with camping you know come like when the sun goes down even if it's been hot you you get cold don't you but yeah. it just wasn't we were lighting a fire because that's what you do when you're camping and we were boiling yeah. this is like nine ten at night I mean it was insane like you know yeah we were literally all we could we couldn't do anything we couldn't go for a walk or do any activities yeah. it was literally just like sit in the shade and then go to the beach and get in the sea I mean yeah. you know I'm not complaining I'd rather have that than rain but still it's like oh my god this is not heat. yes yeah, this is exactly. not normal and it's not it's not right and now we're into November still so mild I know very very mild I feel like I feel like I'm a little bit cold but I think it's just because I've gotten like I, I live in a very cold house. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but you are right, though. Like, I walked yesterday and I didn't need a jacket. Like, yeah. it, isn't that just really alarming? Yeah. And 
you know, there's always this sort of like, um, we should be more, we should be recycling more. We should be doing, um, using those car emissions and stuff like that. And I think those are all very valid points and those definitely can contribute to, you know, reducing greenhouse gases and emissions and stuff. But also why is like no one discussing the impact that animal ag- agriculture can't even say the bloody word <laughs> agriculture i was on such a i was on <laughs> such a high then and then i just got messed up with the words <laughs> animal agriculture has on our planet it's just really baffling i know i know i think i think they are because i think at the last cop they didn't really talk about um diet and food you know the food system at all I don't think and this year I think that it is going to be part of the discussions which is great but for Christ's sake I mean you know talk about too little too late it's like I know (laughs) it's it's I just feel it banging my head up against the wall and I know that it's all sort of everyone's invested in meat companies and that's where the money comes from you know I understand uh, well I mean I understand that it's not it's not good but that's the reason why they're reluctant same with gas um, and oil sort of companies Um, but I think last year they had if I'm right they had a board of like what the food they were serving um, and then they had sort of like a score of what the carbon emissions mm. were next to it. But they were still serving like venison and, you know, like all of these really, I think there was something like exotic meats, if I'm right. It's just really baffling. Like yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to do the effort, go for, to the effort of, you know, finding all the carbon emission scores, whatever, why not ensure that you have less carbon emission yeah. food like, <laughs> who is who is doing this stuff I know I mean that's sort of like a lesson isn't it but these are world leaders they shouldn't be like I having know. to have a little lesson during their meal at COP 26 27 it's like oh my god Molly we need to we need we to need be to prime go minister <laughs> yeah we need to go fly us out to Egypt to now yes <laughs> I we'll mean because of low carbon carbon emissions oh yeah of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> We'll run. It'll be practice we'll for run. our half marathon training, yeah. <laughs> uh, which we won't mention. I've, I've, yeah, we'll talk about that another day. But anyway, I mean, it, it is crazy. So for me, veganism is sort of is it's you know it's something like you say to do alongside all these other things. But it's something that you can do to make an impact. I mean, people say three times a day. I eat way more times than that every day. Yeah. So I'm making like 10 impacts a day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like when you just look at, at the stats and the, the reasons, you know, with, with anim, animal agriculture, the amount of water it uses, the, the amount of land use, which is, yeah. you know, people think, oh, when you sort of sell land use, what does that really mean? They're just, you know, grazing on the fields. Well, yeah. actually, you know, a lot of, um, uh, for, for a start, that means that, it's we're not having that biodiversity because you've got all this land with you know with animals on mm-hmm. plus you know how many farms are actually just the lovely you know sheep and cows just wandering around happily a huge huge proportion of um meat comes from factory farms yeah and that you know you've got the pollution that comes from that the runoff um all the waste from these animals it's yeah. And you also don't really see those farms, do you? I don't think I've ever seen um no. like a factory farm in my life. 
No. I've only ever seen, like, the only farms you see is when you drive past a motorway or whatever, and you see, as you say, the cows grazing, the sheep. That's all you really see. You don't see these industrial, horrible places because they know that if people saw them, yeah. there would be riots. Yeah, exactly. They're just all hidden. And then you've got, you know, deforestation, like clearing land for farming, places like Brazil. I mean, it's just a massive problem, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, in the US. And then you've got marine life. I mean, you know, these super trawlers. I, I obviously live by the coast and you, yeah. you know, you see on the on the local groups, people talking about these super trawlers who are just literally desecrating the the everything, the seabed. And just, yeah, it's like, how is this? being allowed to happen still it's just oh it makes me so mad <sighs> and breathe <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I think that there's an element of being like really overcome with anxiety and you're just like I actually don't know what I can do yeah like as you say there's there's so many higher powers and there's so many decisions being made that we have no control of but going vegan actually is one thing that we can control because we're making an individual effort to not support these atrocities yeah voting with your wallet and yeah and like you say you do feel really helpless sometimes and you know people say to me oh it's, it's, does it really make a difference you know a few, yeah. few of you going vegan it's like well a few of a few of us and then a few more and then a few more yes and you know if we're not saying we're going to buy these meat products and these cheap cheap meat products and uh, yeah. you know, dairy and fish and everything else, then, you know, slowly and probably not fast enough, but slowly it, it, you know, it will start to make an impact. And obviously there's so much more you can do alongside veganism. I think when you do go vegan, you start to become more aware, don't you, of all mm. the environmental things. And then you start to think, God, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable driving my diesel car around yeah you know or not that everyone can just suddenly go and get an electric car but you know I've like got a bike now so I'm trying to cycle a bit more if it's just a mm -hmm. short journey I mean you know it's not always practical when you've got children and <laughs> yeah of course but it's just little things that you can do um using up your food waste so after our little chat we've got Max Lamana coming on who's yes. um amazing amazing zero waste chef and he's sharing all his tips but yeah i mean we're the worst we're the worst country in europe for food waste the uk just, yeah that doesn't surprise me at all Shame it really it? doesn't it's it's horrible and yeah i'm so embarrassed of the uk lately <laughs> yeah. it's just so terrible isn't it it's just really really pitiful and i mean you could laugh at it but it's just actually like shit what are we gonna do like how do we drastically change people's mindsets because as you say there's so much effort into food waste and you know regrowing food from all of this stuff but it just I don't know I feel like we kind of live in an echo chamber a little mm. bit and because we hear about it so much and we're so like pro-vegan and all of this like pro-environment I think it's kind of hard to, or it's easy, sorry, to get trapped in that that bit and then forget that actually there's a large portion of the country that doesn't, not doesn't care, but maybe don't really know, don't really know how to utilise their food. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or just, you know, yeah, or just, you know, don't have the time and the money to be yeah. 
be changing their diets and you know the education things like that is I mean I think we have to keep reaching out to the non-vegans and yeah you know sometimes I do feel like with this podcast it's sort of like I I want non-vegans to listen to it and I think we I think for those listening please do share the episodes you know make it clear that just because it's called simply vegan it's not trying to turn you vegan it's actually just you know full of like advice and tips so that's yeah, why I always open in a discussion isn't it exactly yeah so that's why I always say you know share it share it on social media share it with friends not just our podcast any any podcast that you enjoy listening to any sort of you know stats or whatever yeah um you know just so we are reaching that wider audience and it just plants the seed doesn't it you know someone might just see one little thing on Instagram or something and be like god I didn't know dairy yeah. farming was bad for the environment or I didn't know yeah exactly you know so um yeah planting the seed <laughs> planting that vegan seed <laughs> I I must admit since um since the pandemic I have not been as good I haven't been as good a vegan as I was not in terms of what I like eat I'm still mm. obviously 100% vegan but in terms of like plastic waste um yeah. i do try you know really hard with the food waste but i've just found my you know like like so many people life just kind of went a bit bonkers and it was almost like survival wasn't it just got to stay mm-hmm. sane got to try and sort out you know like i was made redundant and uh, am i going to have yeah. a job and there was and my daughter had terrible anxiety and wasn't going to school and there were all these other things that I'm sure many people have had you know way worse things going on and it's suddenly like that isn't your priority anymore and I you know I didn't have time to be going to the the um, zero waste health food store to buy my nuts I was grabbing them in Tesco in a plastic packet and Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's it's not always easy but sometimes it's just being sort of more organized isn't it and just taking that time to sit down and go right hang on a minute what do I need yeah. <laughs> yeah I think there's also like an element of just being able to like allow yourself to not be perfect with it because I think as soon as you start putting that pressure on it and you're like I I must be 100% you know plastic free this free whatever you then give yourself so much more space to I keep going to swear I need to stop swearing to to mess up um and I think once you sort of give yourself the grace to be like okay as long as I'm doing this part like this small section like you know being vegan in my diet and vegan sort of elsewhere with like the shoes I buy whatever yeah then you kind of I think it's fine if not everything is you know 100% eco friend do you know what I mean yeah there's this element there's this pressure and that's not going to be sustainable yeah you know that's not how you get people on board with this new sort of way of thinking um because as soon as you put those pressures down people are just like I can't do it it's not sustainable I'm this isn't for me I'm gonna go back to the way I was before yeah and that's not what we want very true yeah I feel better now (laughs) 
<laughs> Are you co anxiety? I was reading an article on um, the BBC News app actually the other day. You know, when you sort of wake up and you're just scrolling and, you know, mm. re- reading stuff in bed, thinking, oh, I better get up in a minute and do stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it was about Australia and it was saying in Sydney they've had so much rain there's been floods people killed and they're not used to it and every day they wake up and it's overcast and wet and um they're all kind of getting mental health problems because they're just they just sort of can't cope with this horrible weather all the time australia's had it bad this um the last year i know they've been um just the floods there have just been horrendous mm. and they've just ruined people's lives they've ruined you know environments they've ruined biodiversity you, yeah. do you know what i mean it's just yeah. it's really really alarming yeah <sighs> <laughs> i know this is a bit heavy yeah we got a bit heavy well let's let's talk about um something that we reviewed which is um yes. relevant to our plight in being you know better vegans if we can and something that really helps because it's um, an online zero waste delivery service which is amazing it's called dizzy and the website's getdizzy.com um yeah because you know then it's just coming to your door you can do it all online Mm -hmm. whilst you're working to take a quick five minute skive to order your nuts and seeds and yeah spices and grains or whatever and then it's all delivered and then so some of it you get to keep the the nice containers don't you but other bits you send back so you empty it into your own mason jars or yeah whatever tupperware tubs and then they come and collect the um containers so there's you know it's like a circular thing yeah i think it's genius it's really um i got a little bit confused when i first did it because i was just like what they're going to come and get my empties <laughs> what i know it's like who's who's gonna come is it like the owner yeah. of the company <laughs> and it's like it's no pressure either you just kind of if you need to keep like the plastic jugs or whatever if you've not got enough mason jars because mason jars are expensive they are um charity shops are good <laughs> and boots out car boot sales that is a good shout um or ebay or all of those yeah. other places yeah um i never thought about that i was just i need to get out of this mindset of just strictly buying new yeah That's another thing for environment yeah secondhand you know yeah. whatever yeah that's another topic yeah um <laughs> <laughs> so they let you keep the um the containers and then once you're finished with them they'll come and collect them again yeah yeah it's, it's brilliant. brilliant and i didn't think because when i first you know sort of went on the website and stuff i thought this is going to be expensive yeah but it, I didn't think it was too bad. I mean, I ordered some like dried shiitake mushrooms, which, you know, mm. can be really pricey, but they won. It yeah. was a huge tub. And I think it was maybe, I don't know, four or five pounds, I think, for, for a very, really big tub. And of course, they're dry. Yeah. So, you know, you can keep them for ages and, and they just add a real depth of flavor, don't they? And like meatiness oh, to you. I love shiitake mushrooms. Me too. They are my favorite. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do agree. It wasn't like, terribly priced some of the stuff some of the stuff was a bit more expensive but i think that was more of like um the th- like nuts and stuff that are just genuinely more pricier they are and i think some of them were uh organic as well so yeah they're gonna be yeah more expensive. of course um so i mean like you know it's a treat and also i find with dried stuff 
because it's all dried um, food, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, like dried beans. I had dried soy chunks, you know, and then they had like coffee, teas and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you're not necessarily buying that stuff every week anyway. No. Especially no. if you're buying it bulk dried, like beans or whatever. You're not going to constantly be doing that. So maybe if you order like that once a month. Yeah. You know, you're then significantly reducing your single use plastic. Yeah. Which is amazing. I know. I know. And also, you're not having to drive in your car. I know they have to deliver it, but that's more sort of, yeah, a, a more efficient way, isn't it? Because they'll be delivering other stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. To... And it's also great for people that maybe don't have like, um, I always forget what they're bloody called. Um, the zero waste store healthy zero waste. There we go. Zero waste. Why can't I get that word <laughs> in my brain? Um, the zero waste stores. You know, they're not in everyone's towns no. and stuff. So this is a great way to still have access to that without yeah. you know driving or you know getting a bus or whatever to a different town or city or whatever. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've got a local one. I do feel bad that I don't use it as much anymore but I just mm. I just don't have time like before you know it's I used hard. to this is it when you're working full-time but yeah need to get organized <laughs> we also tried out the new vegetarian butcher products which yes. again um is a great way to reduce your impact if especially if you're new to veganism I think these mm-hmm. products are just brilliant like what a godsend you know can you imagine being being vegan 20 years ago and not having you know anything you wouldn't have had mayonnaise cheese pizzas like we just yeah. have everything <laughs> all thinking. of these things that like uh maybe the things that people be like i can't give it up i yeah. can't that's one thing i can't give up and it's like mm, you don't have to give it up yeah you just have exactly to yeah i've got this book actually slightly going off topic um it's called one pot plan one pot pan planet by anna jones and it's brilliant it's like um just yeah loads of one pot dishes and just like it's got mm. loads of like tips and advice in it it's not fully vegan it's got the odd bit of goat's cheese in there and stuff yeah. but of course these days like you can saying, get vegan goat's cheese. i know so it's almost it's a matter it's like okay, yeah i can get that but yeah loved the vegetarian butcher um i did the uh mexican chicken in fajitas and it was yes. really nice they are very good i love the um the chicken press that they've got out um this is for those who maybe don't know vegetarian butcher is what burger king uses for all of their um oh i didn't know that all their vegan stuff i think it's mainly all of their vegan chicken stuff i don't think they use them for like the vegan beef burgers and stuff okay but yeah um vegetarian butcher is what is in burger king and brilliant for those that love the vegan chicken royal as much as i do um (laughs) you can now make one at home because they the uh, chicken breast that they use is now available in stores amazing yes you can make your own perfect for like a friday or saturday night yeah exactly a bit cheeky and maybe a little bit a bit healthier maybe not you know drastically healthier but yeah but definitely oil yeah definitely better for the environment um mm-hmm. that the meat version uh do you know what i don't know if you've seen this i forwarded you the email earlier that um there's this program called aldi's next big thing and um apparently there's been a few vegan brands on there but me yeah. being me i don't watch enough tv i've been <laughs> i've been trying to watch i'm a celebrity to see if there's anything vegan related going on with boy george yeah 
I I tried to watch it, but I'm the same. I just I can't stand the adverts. No, no. I yeah. I think we're too. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I I'm not good at sitting still that long. <laughs> oh, I, I am, but I just watch. I watch just streaming channels yeah exactly same yeah and the kids will be like what's this I want to watch you know such and such series we've we've just done Brooklyn Nine-Nine I don't know if you've ever seen (laughs) it's you know you've got to please a 16 year old girl and a 10 year old boy it's not easy in my house anyway (laughs) again completely going off topic um yeah they've got I am not okay on tonight which is Thursday the 10th of November of course if you're listening after that date you can watch on catch up but I'm oh my god channel four yes yes can you imagine if I I am not okay get stocked in Aldi I think I'd cry yeah screaming down the aisles how amazing I I love I am not okay if you don't know who I am not okay is get to know it go back to <laughs> our last um I think it was we reviewed it last on our Christmas, last Christmas yeah. yeah go back to the episodes and just listen because me and Holly are just complete fangirls <laughs> and it's revolutionized cheese vegan cheese specifically I hate vegan cheese apart from this one yeah well this is it you know it's bringing good artisan vegan oh. cheese to the masses and and you know like as it should yes because it's one of the reasons that stops people going vegan people oh but cheese i could never give up cheese and it's like you know and then you you can't really say oh but the you know try the ones in the supermarket because they're not the same i'm not saying they're no good they're just so different that if you're not used to it then it takes a lot to get used to i'm even now kind of i can tolerate it but but i wouldn't be like oh i'm really yeah craving like a cheesy whatever yeah if it was i am not okay cheese i will be there yeah oh my god okay well (laughs) fingers crossed for them and good luck tonight i really oh my god yes um i really hope they get stocked in aldi and if they don't (laughs) then there's going to be a protest um anyway again yeah (laughs) we'll start selling them from the podcast um Anyway, if you are listening before the 13th of November, then come and see us at VegFest. We'll be doing a talk on how to host a successful vegan podcast at 1pm. And that's at London Olympia. Um, But keep listening because next up is Max LaManna. And just a quick mention before we do speak to Max that we are now on Patreon and we'd love you to join our community of like-minded people. Uh, head to patreon.com forward slash simply vegan and you can join from just £2 a month for extra bonus content. For today's interview, I'm joined by Max LaManna. He's an award-winning author, digital creator and low-waste chef whose recipe content and food shows have been viewed by over 1 billion people. That is insane. (laughs) Um, And through sharing simple yet impressive recipes and genius food hacks online, Max has earned a loyal fan base of 1.2 million followers on social media. Um, Before moving to the UK in 2019, Max worked in world-famous restaurants across New York and LA. And he recently um, appeared on Saturday Kitchen, which I very much enjoyed. (laughs) What was that like? Oh my gosh. Well, first, Holly, thanks for having me on the show. It's okay. Um, yeah, Saturday Kitchen was, I'm new to the UK. So coming, you know, moving here and watching this Saturday Kitchen, this show on Saturday morning, well, what's this all about? And then just that, the moment I saw it, I thought, 
I need to get on the show. It didn't happen right away. It took three years to get on the show. But oh, wow. What I'm, what I'm here to tell you today is don't give up on your dreams, people. Yeah. Don't give up on your dreams. Um, <laughs> it was fun. Everyone on the, everyone, the team, the crew, the hairstylist, the, the makeup team, the people who are working in the back in the kitchen, the people who are uh, the home ec team, everyone was so nice. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really grateful that my, one of my first UK live television shows, I had a, I had a great team, a great yeah. group of people to work with. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. But very nerve wracking. I think I've, I've sort of done a couple of live things, nothing to that level, having to cook and talk and everything at the same time. But yeah, it's pretty scary, isn't it? <laughs> it, is, it is a little nerve wracking, but they are, re- they're, they're well oiled machine they have rehearsal the day before and they run at least I think one or two rehearsals before you go live so at the fourth time they're like okay so what are you making today I've done this before I know what I'm saying let's go let's get into it so they made me feel right at home and they're really welcoming and so yeah really happy to be part of Saturday Kitchen Live yeah, fantastic. We've got a new book haven't you, coming out next March, which we'll talk about um, later in the podcast. But how did all this start? I mean, you know, you, you were a chef in in New York. Mm-hmm. Presumably, were you were you cooking meat and fish and everything back then? You weren't sort of cooking all plant based stuff. I started cooking around the age of 15. My first job, I was a pizza boy in a, in a pizza restaurant locally back home in Connecticut where I grew up and went into working in restaurants. I, I've done every single job in a restaurant from washing dishes to managing restaurants. And there's, there's no other, there's, there, there's no feeling that I can, I can, uh, I can say that Cooking, cooking brings me so much joy and excitement to see people, the look on people's faces. But I, I've cooked everything. I've, I've cooked every, maybe not everything, but I've, I've cooked outside of the plant-based yeah. uh, parameters. Um, I enjoy cooking with plants. It's, I find it more challenging. I find it more exciting for me to to cook in that way. And I think part of what I do on social media is. I never really highlight that this is this is a vegan dish. Sometimes I have to say it because then I have the vegans coming after their own vegan saying, "Hey, <laughs> is this vegan?" <laughs> yes, 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 it is. Um, you know, we all know the joke. You know, a vegan, they'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, but I like to get right up to that line where I can, I can, I can speak to an audience and speak to a group of people who maybe you're considering plant-based. Maybe they just want to cook more plants. Maybe they have a bunch of vegetables in their fridge that they want to cook. So I asked my audience, uh, can people let me know if they're, if they're plant-based or they're vegan? Can you let me know? And roughly 75% of my audience are not plant-based or not vegan. So I find that really interesting. Yeah. So there's a, there's a majority of people, large percentage of people in my community online who aren't plant-based, who are not vegan. So I find that really incredible. Yeah, but it's fantastic that you're reaching them, isn't it? And, you know, I think when you do label yourself and, you know, you're constantly shouting about veganism or or being fully plant-based or whatever, it can alienate people because people go, oh, 
that's a ve- you know that he's a vegan chef that's not for me whereas you know if you just kind of I think um I've been to restaurants before and they're fully plant-based vegan but mm. they don't even mention it and everyone just goes and enjoys the food and I think you know maybe that's the way forward um what at what point did the zero waste cooking come into it then when did you kind of get into that great question holly we live in a throwaway society the uk is no exception we throw away roughly a third of the food we produce in the world every single year the uk homes throw away on average around 800 to 1000 pounds of edible food every year that's either a really nice bottle of of wine from some from some distant place uh, on the other side of the globe maybe it's italy maybe it's french i don't know i'm not really good with wines but <laughs> it can also be a vacation or a holiday for some people so mm. i started looking at the food that i was throwing away in my own home and if i can if i can lead by example and show and and uh do my research and highlight the impact of food waste but also show easy accessible simple and delicious meals whilst doing it it's a win-win so hopefully the recipes that i create inspire people to think twice about hmm, maybe i can use the stem of the kale or maybe the broccoli stem or the seeds of the butternut squash or the skin of the potato Maybe that stale bread that I have lying in the cupboard, maybe I use that stale bread to do something else. So, and this is kind of all the the, the backbone of, of you can cook this. Yeah, I love watching your videos and um, yeah, I'm oh, really excited you. to see the book as well. I mean, it's some some statistics, it's, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you know, we're not just throwing away food that, that impacts global warming, but we're also throwing away money. And with the cost of living crisis, it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, but yeah, a third of food globally is wasted. The UK is the worst in Europe for food waste, apparently, according to the stats, which is shameful. And an area larger than China and 25% of the world's fresh water supply is used to grow food that is never eaten. I mean, it's just mind blowing, isn't it? If you can't wrap your head around the, the, the land the size of China is used to grow food that is never consumed, or the 25% of fresh water is used to grow crops that is just wasted maybe people can wrap their heads around 60 pounds a month which is roughly around 800 pounds a year 60 pounds a month that is that's astonishing i mean it may not seem 60 pounds here 60 pounds next month the next month the next Mm -hmm. month it's money that we're throwing away it's not, and again it's not just money it's transportation it's packaging it is energy it is uh, labor. It's so much that goes into it that we think, oh, this, you know, this one pound package of, uh, you know, cherry tomatoes, maybe it's not one pound, but maybe, you know, like a, a tin of, a tin of black beans. Oh, I'm not going to use it. I only used a little bit for this recipe. I didn't store it properly or forgot about it. Chuck yeah. it away. This is all money. This is adding up every single day. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, Thank, thanks for saying what you said earlier about my recipe videos, because that's, I come, I come to each recipe when I film and think, okay, how, I'm, am I not using something in my fridge right now? So I'm being like realistic. I'm being real. I'm not just like went to the store and bought yeah. some ingredient <laughs> and went, I have this leftover bread in my, in my cupboard. No, I'm, sometimes there's days I don't film because I'm busy doing other things, but I'm also waiting for moments where I go, oh gosh, 
I forgot about that. Those I just made a recipe using a leftover kale that looks limp and looks, you know, withered and it's tired. Um, there's ways of recita- recitating. Is that the word recitating? Like Res- bringing it back to life? Yeah, resuscitating. Resuscitating. <laughs> I should also mention now that um, I didn't speak until I was five years old and I was taught sign language and I'm dyslexic. So oh, wow. <laughs> finding finding the right words to, to say sometimes is is difficult for me. Well, you you so, do pretty well. <laughs> I'm, I'm making up lost time. I always say I'm making up lost time. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, tell me when to stop. But um, I... Yeah, I just finished finished filming a recipe video using up leftover kale that was wasn't looking too good. Um, so I always try to be real in in my approach to to the recipes, so it could be come to that same that that same playing field, that same level as as the the person who's watching it. Mm. Yeah, it's always the kale, isn't it? I I tend to stick mine in the freezer because I just like see it and then I panic. Do you use it for smoothies? Well, sometimes yes. Although I have gone off smoothie bandwagon a little bit I just go through phases of like being yeah just super good at at packing in all the nutrients and all the you know protein powder and everything else and then I'll just be like I don't want to drink a smoothie for like ever (laughs) but yeah I need to get back on them I was gonna say are you a moody foodie where you like you have a mood one day and then the next time you don't you have a different mood for for different foods maybe yeah yeah I'm not very good at planning out sort of um, you know, day by day, I like to sort of go, what do I feel like today? Mm. Maybe at the end, towards the end of the episode, you'll probably ask me a question like, what are some tips to help people in the, in the <laughs> kitchen? And, and this, this will be one of them. Plan out your meals. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Why do you think we're wasting so much food then? Do you think it's because we're all just so busy in today's world, juggling so much that we're just, you know, it's easy to sort of not be organized. And like you say, maybe you have that tin of black beans and you shove it in the fridge without storing it properly. And then you're like, oh, is this okay to eat? And I don't yeah. know. I, I think it all comes down to planning and also storing. Storing is a huge, huge, huge uh, factor in the waste of food. Um there, there are ingredients that shouldn't be stored and kept next to each other because of different gases that are released that end up ripening other ingredients quicker. Um, tomatoes shouldn't be kept in the fridge uh, because that also takes the flavor out of them, but it also uh, takes the life out of them. So the tomatoes like to be stored outside on a cupboard, outside, uh, away out of sunlight and what I like to do to ripen them even quicker is I take them off the stem and I flip them upside down. So the stem side is facing downwards. So there are ways that I think really simple, and this is coming again in my book. It's not just recipes, 135 recipes. There are ways for each ingredient that shows you how to store the food properly. And it shows you a diagram, shows you which foods go in the fridge, which foods stay outside the fridge. Um, it's really exciting to, I've, I've even gotten better because I had to do my own research for this book (laughs) and thinking oh I'm not meant to put potatoes in the fridge oh okay yeah so (laughs) I think it comes down to storage and where we put our food and also when things start to get soft like carrots or parsnips or cucumbers or celery or lettuce trying to think of other ones courgette courgette maybe there's ways of like bringing the life back to the, to that ingredient. So submerging that in water, um, keeping in the fridge, bring it back to life, uh, soft herbs, um, basil, 
or what you know you might say basil uh basil basil whatever <laughs> soft herbs can be kept in water as well keep them store store them in a jar of water keep them in the fridge and this will just keep them staying fresh a whole lot longer so it is it, i think it does come down to storage though i think people do have you know everyone has a busy life everyone's you know, uh, planning the next thing and where they're going to eat the next day. And we forget about the food we have in our, in our fridges. Mm -hmm. So I think planning and making sure that we're storing our food properly, because again, it's money that we're spending to buy this food and to be in, and to be, you know, here today, I I consider myself lucky. I, I, you know, I have work, I make a living and I have an income. So that like being grateful for that, but then also to have that money to then go and buy food is another privilege. And, and got to remember that that food came from somewhere. And most likely if it didn't come from the UK, it came from somewhere else. And that had to travel in bananas take roughly a month to travel by boat from most of our bananas come from South America. So for those bananas that get to 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 your kitchen and then just sit out on your on your countertop and they they go brown and spotty and you think oh this isn't good those those brown spotty bananas are excellent for a lot of recipes yeah we always sort of <laughs> i don't know about everyone else but certainly in my household and i think a few of my friends you know you kind of look at them kind of going blacker and blacker and you're like oh i'll make banana bread and then <laughs> And then the flies appear, the fruit flies, and you're like, I will make banana bread, but I haven't got time today. And then suddenly you're like, oh, God, it's just too late now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I feel the same way with avocado sometimes. You turn your back and all of a sudden it's it's already it's already passed. It's already moved on to its next life. Yeah. <laughs> so you did a lot of research for your book, didn't you, talking to... Um to kind of the the general population to find out what the yeah. most wasted food was so what was yeah. what are some of the top ones i'm guessing bananas <laughs> you you got it right you know i would have gone out into the public but this is during lockdown so i would have asked people on, on the streets hey which foods are you throwing away so i ended up just going online and asking people in my my instagram stories um and asking people which foods they throw away the most and 30 ingredients just kept coming up over and over and over again Bananas are the are are on that top of that list. Bread, potatoes, bagged salad, apples, milk, and yogurt. Um, what kept coming up more and more? Beetroots came up, broccoli, onions, and then leftovers too, which isn't like a whole ingredient, but people have the right idea of having leftovers. Like I got leftovers, but then those leftovers become, you know no longer edible yeah and they end up chucking leftovers away so there's sections in my book there's roughly 30 ingredients um hero ingredients i call them hero ingredients there's about 30 of them and each ingredient has about eight recipes and there's a section for leftovers on how to use up maybe it's a leftover christmas dinner how to use up the leftover christmas dinner yeah uh, maybe it's coffee grounds maybe it's the whole entire lemon how to use up the whole entire lemon in a in a recipe so they're they're giving people inspiration and, and uh uh tips to use up the whole entire vegetable brilliant yeah i you kind of you put it in the tupperware don't you the rest of your you know meal and you're like oh i'll have that for lunch tomorrow and and sometimes i make so much 
that I do have it for lunch the next day and then the next day and I'm like I literally never ever want to eat this dish again because I've eaten it so much this week so I guess it's about freezing isn't it rather than just sticking it in the fridge (laughs) freezing is one of the best things I think it's one of the greatest inventions I think the freezer Mm, yeah you gotta think you gotta think about we the refrigerator itself is I think around 100 years old maybe not even 100 years old don't fact check or maybe fact check this or don't quote <laughs> yeah. me on this. The, the, the refrigerator is roughly around a hundred years old. And the freezer, I think is a new technology. Yeah. Freezing food is this great phenomenon. And, you know, in a couple of days you can go back to the freezer and remember that delicious meal you made and go, Oh my gosh, I made that dish. This is incredible. I'm just going to heat this up. This is going to take me no time at all to make. Oh my gosh, I can go and do the 10 other things I have on my list, my to-do list. Let me go and do that. And while this is warming up in the oven or on the, on the stovetop or, or, or it's thawing out for the rest of the day. So I think freezing again is one of those tips, Holly, that um, I, I like to inspire people to do on a daily basis. Yeah. Brilliant. What about um, sort of peelings and things then? You know, say you're mm. peeling your carrots, you're peeling your potatoes, you might cut off your broccoli stalk. I mean, what are some tips for using things like that up? Mm. Let's lemon peels. I always zest uh, any citrus, zest first. I think a lot of people make the mistake of using the juice and then they go, oh, I'll use the zest. And it's so much harder to zest after there, afterwards. Yeah. But use the zest. Use the zest first. It's a great way of giving a little bit of a lift to to a dish. Um, and I like adding lemon zest or any type of citrus to a dish because if people are really present and they're really eating the food, you can see them kind of cock their head to the side and go, is that lemon <laughs> zest? You know, so they're really, you know, they're really taking in the flavors. And, and that's, I mean, that's a great joy seeing people's the faces, the ums and the ahs, the 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 head roll the the eyes rolling in the back of their head this brings me very <laughs> this brings me a lot of joy so make sure you use the the, the zest um, and if you're not going to use the whole entire lemon or citrus fruit you can blend all citrus fruits lemon lime oranges blood oranges maybe I'm missing grapefruit you're missing maybe there's thousands of other different types of citrus fruits out there that I don't think I don't have the vocabulary for but <laughs> You can blend this down with a little bit of water to get it all smooth, like smooth. So it's almost like a smoothie and then pour them into ice cube trays and freeze them. And then you can, once they're frozen, you can use those kind of citrus cubes to infuse drinks or waters or cocktails or mocktails. Brilliant idea. Potato skins and butternut squash skins, they can all be edible. Keep them on or the app or, or carrots, like you said, or parsnips. Zucchini, uh, zucchini where am i i'm not in america <laughs> courgettes cucumbers you keep the skins on they're edible but if you know carrots or parsnips they can be roasted and they can be baked in the oven you can make um bacon with um with carrot peels which mm. is a uh i think tabitha brown who is a legend i i consider her a legend um <laughs> i think came out with a a, a carrot a carrot bacon recipe. Um, what was the other ingredient? Broccoli stems. Yeah. So much you could do. You can eat it raw. You can grate it down, add it to a salad, give That's it more bulk idea. to a salad, or you can steam the broccoli stem, blend it down into, uh, into a sauce, add some nuts or seeds, 
nutritional yeast, some basil, and now you have a pesto. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm loving these tips. I'm I'm getting inspired now for tea. I'm I'm my husband's away at the moment and I've got two children. So I'm sort of like struggling with sort of juggling everything and thinking of ideas for dinner every night. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Um, Well, just to finish, what are some of your favorite recipes? Just, you know, give us a sneak peek of some of the the recipes in the book that you particularly like. Yes, some sneak peeks. Um, So some of the recipes in the book, I have a section in the book called Fan Favorites. And there's a few of them. There's a roughly around eight to 10 fan favorites. And these are recipes that have been viewed by millions of people. Um, so I thought, you know what? These have been loved, have been shared around the world. I'm going to put them into a book because it's so hard to, I think, go back and find that recipe on Instagram because now I'm you know, producing so much content that they get lost. Yeah. So I have a section of my book and there's one recipe in particular that continues even to today. I saw it on my, on my tagged stories, crispy smashed potatoes. It's a great way of using up potatoes here in the UK. We throw around 4.4 million potatoes every single day. You boil the potato, you parboil it, take it out. And then you smash them, drizzle in some like, uh, olive oil, some lemon zest, maybe some tomato paste, maybe, uh, some harissa paste, bake them in the oven until they're nice golden brown and crispy around the edges. So you have this like crunchy texture. Actually, I made this on Saturday Kitchen. You did, yeah, you did. I did. <laughs> it looked delicious. Oh what did you do it with? You had like a, a sauce on, on the, as the base, didn't yeah. you? Which looked really so I did, good. Uh, I, this was like improvised. It wasn't in the moment. I improvised like two days before. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> want to do exactly the same recipe that I've always done over and over and over again. But what I did on the show is I did a, a miso tofu whipped mm. um, dressing or like a, a it's a, a miso whip or a miso tofu whip. Yeah. So uh, tofu, silken tofu, which is incredible. Eat it with savory, have it as a sweet, mm. add some cocoa powder, some maple syrup. Oh, it is so good. Um, silken tofu. I had some fresh chilies in there, a bit of heat, miso, and I think lemon juice and lemon zest. Uh, maybe some ginger as well. Blend that all together until smooth. Layer that on the uh, on the base of the plate, and then I had my crispy smashed potatoes on top with a little bit of garlic. Crunchy, crispy, crunchy on the outside, soft in the middle. God, Beautiful. I don't know about anyone listening, but I'm like dribbling right now. <laughs> That's so good, <laughs> yum. And then there was something else, wasn't there, on the side or on top? Oh, pickled yes. pickled onions. Pickle. Great memory, Holly. Pickled <laughs> onion, pickled onions. Uh, which you can pickle onions in the amount of time that the potatoes need to bake. So thinly sliced red onions with a little bit of apple cider vinegar, some sugar, and some salt. Bob's your uncle. I always wanted to say that. Bob's your uncle. Um, <laughs> and then some fresh herbs on top as well, because herbs are one of the things that are often thrown away. And if you want to see the show, uh, BBC iPlayer. <laughs> yeah, it's still on the, there. It's the, still on the... the link. The link is at the is in the show notes. Oh yeah, my goodness. I'll... I'll add to that. They'll, oh, they'll see a big, they'll see a big boost in, in views after this. Yeah. Why all of a sudden there's thousands of people watching Max's old crispy <laughs> smashed potato recipe? Uh, Max, it's been such an honor to have you on the show. We've, um, yeah, we've been dying to get you on for years now. So we're very lucky to have, um, to finally 
got you in. Um, and yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing the book. So that's, as I said, it's called You Can Cook This and it's published by Ebury on the 30th of March. So we've got to wait a little while, but that's okay. We can handle that. Oh my gosh. Uh, please go and pre-order the cookbook. This would mean the world to me. So much effort and time went into this book. And I think pre-ordering is just one way of supporting not just myself, but just respecting uh, the hard work that went into this. Um, and it would mean a lot to me. And believe me when I say this, you can cook this and you should. Brilliant. Well, in the meantime, you can follow Max Lamana on um, Instagram, YouTube and Facebook. I'm guessing you're on all of the channels. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest. I'm on Whisk. Uh, did I say TikTok? I'm on TikTok. I have a newsletter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I try to, try to do them all. You're on all Mine of as it. Well. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Max. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Join us at the same time next week, Thursday morning, for Vegan for Health, the third part of our World Vegan Month series. I'll be chatting to Chev Clark, who's an unbeaten pro boxer and, of course, vegan. And he'll be sharing how um, going vegan has helped his performance and um, lots of tips for living your best life, staying super fit and healthy on a vegan diet. Um, in the meantime, you can head over to veganfoodliving.com. Loads of recipes and articles there to read. Also, follow us on Instagram at veganfoodliving. You can also try an issue of Vegan Food and Living magazine for just 99p if you head to veganfoodliving.com forward slash podcast. And Patreon, we're on Patreon. Head to patreon.com forward slash simplyvegan. We'd love for you to join us there. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.